How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. All I have to say is one number. One number. 100. One zero zero. The 100th episode of the Sports Appeal. Congratulations, That's kind of crazy. Congratulations to you. Dude, we have not missed, and this has got to be some sort of record. We have not missed an episode in one in 50 straight weeks, weeks. we have done two episodes a week for 50, for 50, straight, 50 weeks. straight weeks we have done it on vacation we've done it when we're apart we've done it when we're together we've done and it when we're tired if that's not commitment i don't know what is listen i think if anything that should be commended oh yeah for sure and absolutely want to thank our loyal listeners we have some of the best listeners on the planet we have guys that haven't missed an episode brian teagle i know you're listening <laughs> nicholas teal i know you're listening we have some great great listeners that i literally think have not missed any of the 100 episodes oh we have those and also shout out to the people that i don't even know and the people that we've reached out on social media and they've just found our podcast through social media they don't know us, we don't know them, and they just listen because they like the podcast. So. Yep. And, you know, again, over kind of looking back over the year and all the, the different episodes, you know, thanks to Guru Griff for being on it, John oh, yeah. Stolberg, Tom you know, Downey. Tom Downey from the Dallas Cowboy Reporter. We've had some great, uh, you know, guests along the mm-hmm. way. We, we had uh, from, uh, you know, one of the top sports port podcasts in, in America. We had Abe Granoff on. Yep. So we've had some great guests. We're going to continue this podcast Hope, again, I know we've been teasing big news. We hopefully will give that next uh, week. May, hopefully next week. Hopefully. It's, it's been uh, it's been prolonged a little bit, but yep. hopefully bigger things to come in year two. Yep. Hopefully bigger guests. You, look, we didn't have the one thing I'm bummed about. We did not have a professional athlete. That's a huge thing for me. I want it, some want some athletes on here to talk sports with us. Dude, we need goals. There's your goal hey, for 2021-22. Like maybe not LeBron's coming on or, or that. Listen, but hey, shouldn't Johnny, somebody shouldn't we get Johnny Dawkins on by the end of the basketball yeah, maybe. season? I mean, I reached out to Dak. Did you? Dak didn't respond. All so right. we're gonna have to yeah. work a back gang, a back oh, we'll work, channel. We'll work on Dak. Okay. Dak will be on the show soon. Okay. All right. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about in today's episode. Uh, we have the Suns leading two nothing in the series over the Nuggets. They look uh, good. They look good, and it it is a it's a little bit both. I've I've been seeing people talk are the Nuggets just playing really bad or the Suns really that good. It's the extremities of both. The Suns are playing excellent. They are excellent. And the Nuggets are just, they are, they're playing terrible. Terrible. They cannot shoot. Jokic is nowhere to be found. And it's just bad all around. But again, we're going to break into this deeper. But you did predict it. Oh, yeah. You said of all the teams, this is not the matchup Denver wants. They're going to get shut down. You said Jokic would be under 30 points. Porter Jr. would be under 20. Both of them have been under those numbers in both games. Nice call. You know, that's cool. That's what I do here. That's so, what and then also in the other series, Utah. I know it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, we got to talk about Donovan Mitchell and, and how crazy uh, his first game was, and how crazy that first game was based on how they started the game and how they finished. I'm telling you right now, he's my. He's definitely in my top five players in the NBA. He's unbelievable. I'm he's sorry, got what? this. He I'm is, sorry, what? He has the nicest shooting stroke and the best burst for speed other than Harden in the league. All right. Uh, also, college football playoff uh, is expanding to 12 teams. Could that be something that happened? Is that is that something that we've been wanting to happen? And randomly on the in a June, the first week of June, it happens. Second week of June, we I, just get this news. I, I'm giving it my my positive vote. Only problem, 2025. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, but also, 
is it good for college football? Is this uh, is this something that can lead to, you know, not having the same four teams in it every year and Listen, be better for college football? Uh, it, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. No. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's run it. Let's start today's episode and talk about this news in college football and the college football playoff. The college football playoff started as as two teams, you know, back when back before the actually the college football playoff, and it was just the the B- BCS championship. Yeah, and you, it was Alabama and whoever right. was the second best team. Correct. Every year, you know, sometimes it was Florida State, sometimes it was Oregon. Later on, it was Clemson. Sometimes it was Ohio State and Notre Dame. Like it was, but, it, but it was the same seven, eight right. teams. And then they expanded it to four, which has been going on, I believe, since 2014, mm-hmm. where Ohio State won it uh, the first year. That was the Zeke year, and he went crazy and got himself drafted fourth overall by our Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So for the last six years, this has been going on for four teams. And the, and the one thing that has been going on is is these these programs, not even the Division One teams that are missing out, but some of these non-power five teams that are that are playing great and and go, having these undefeated seasons we've seen it with UCF we've seen it Western Michigan had one of those years Cincinnati's been good Memphis has been good a lot of, a lot of the times mm-hmm. Boise State Boise State has been good Appalachian State mm-hmm. had some you know, has had some crazy years like teams that don't have the schedule but have been undefeated and been really good and the teams are really good or you've also had teams in like the big 12 with the outside looking in because there's been two powerhouse SEC teams Correct. or two powerhouse Big Ten teams, and there's someone always on the outside looking in. Yeah. So so there has been arguments for a 18 playoff, yep. a 12-team playoff. Some some Sometimes there's been arguments for a tw- the tw- top 25. Everyone makes the playoffs, and That's we have like 20 weeks of extra of college football. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> so there's been you know arguments and discussions had, and the, the college football playoff has done nothing. Yeah. For this has been going on for since 2014 when the, the four year thing was 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 put into place. Then there was discussion started about expanding it, and for six years there's been ideas and they've all been shut down. And randomly the other day, yesterday we get the news that they are looking at a 12 team expansion and they're voting on it. And I think light is likely the word, the correct word. That oh, this I de- is going to go through. I definitely think so. Yeah, I I think that you have a consensus across. All the Power Five and the non-Power Five teams that they all want this. Uh-huh. I think it drives tremendous revenue for all the teams, and it gives everybody a shot at what could truly be a championship, aka you know, kind of like a uh, a March Madness type of situation. So, look, every freaking sport has a tournament mm-hmm. that has more than four teams in it. The College World Series has what, like fifty-seven teams? Right. You know, I mean, they, they play regionals and super regionals, and then the College World Series. Why not have the best 12 teams? Let them play it out. And I love this format. I mean, you saw the format, right? What's, the top, what is the format? So the, basically, all the top five power conferences will get their conference champion to get in. Mm-hmm. right? And then based on where they rank in the, in the overall seeds, the top four will get a bye. Right? And then 5 through 12 will play in the first round, where the next seven teams will be the best teams 
in all the conferences still in the ranking system. So Notre Dame, who is an independent, can't get a bye because they don't have a conference win, but they can be part of that, you know, 5 through 12. I like it. No, it's it's good. And look, I just I it, it makes sense because when you had it, it it gets boring when you see the same four teams. Yes, it's the best four teams because Alabama and Clemson have been the best for the last several years. But if come on, AJ, college see- sports is about the the school and fans. There's not only two schools two schools with fans. You know all these other schools that that want to be a part of of winning a, and being a part of winning a championship. And and then you have the aspect of of a team like UCF and Western Michigan and Memphis and Cincinnati. These teams give them a chance. They want to play the Alabamas and the Clemsons, but the Clemsons and Alabamas don't want to play them. So Correct. now you have no choice if right. they're in. You got to play the Alabamas and this because this, the this Alabamas is. have too much to lose if they end up losing right. to these. And teams. now you, they have no chance. They got to step up and 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 show that they are better because look, th- there's been there's been numerous years where these these non-power five teams. Mm-hmm. Yes, the schedules are not what they are, you know, a, in in contrast to the Alabamas and the Clemsons, but the team itself, several years of these teams, especially since we've watched UCF up close, are just as good as the Alabamas and the Clemsons that have gone on when to you, win. The year UCF beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl, you can't tell me you didn't want to see them play Alabama that year. Just no. to know. Like show me, show me the difference. I mean, we had one of the best off. We had the best offense in the country. Our defense was good. It wasn't the best ever, right? Our offensive line and defensive line might have gotten killed by Alabama, but show it on the field. Yeah. Let Let's see what you know. If Alabama wants to say we're so much better than UCF, play the game. Mm-hmm. Just play the game. You know. And if I see one more college playoff with only six teams having a chance, Alabama, Georgia. Florida, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. I'm going to lose my mind. But but I think yeah, I agree. But I think that besides the fact of of fans of power of the non-power fives, this also is good because how many times have we seen Georgia and Alabama play in the SEC championship? Uh, the Florida and Alabama, mm-hmm. Flor or Alabama and Auburn, like them playing the SEC championship. And one team is, is like, if Alabama's number one seed, and they're like, oh, if they lose, they're still in. But if Auburn loses, they're out. Mm-hmm. So now that Auburn team, or whoever, whoever loses, can still, they won't be, they won't be the, the top four seed and get a bye. But they, sure. can, they, can, they don't have to, like, if we lose this game, just because we lost to Alabama, who, if they lost, they'd still get in. And if, you know, if we lost, we're out, we'll, we'll still be in, but we'll be, like, the seventh seed or the eighth seed. Totally agree, except Auburn and Alabama will never be in the SEC championship game together. Okay. <laughs> Since they're both playing right. the West. But, yes, I get your point. You get my point. I get your point. And I totally agree. Because if those are two of the best 12 teams, let them duke it out in the playoffs. Yeah. One will get a bye, one won't. I also meant they also always play in the la- the week before the SEC they championship. They do. So. Yes. In the? In the Iron Bowl. Oh, there you go. See, you redeem yourself. So, right. So, <laughs> look, I think it's awesome. I don't understand why it's never been a th- like why they always shoot it down because is this not billions of more dollars? For why? Because you have people like Booger McFarlane on ESPN saying that he doesn't believe that they should expand it past four, that it waters down the so, whole experience. So Booger McFarland, if you're listening, uh, first of all, come on the show, we'll debate it. <laughs> no, you're annoying. Uh, <laughs> one of the worst announcers on Monday Night Football, like he's worse than Joe Tessitore and Jason Witten. Yes, he's and that's hard to do, mm-hmm. but. 
I mean, I don't really care what Booger McFarlane thinks. Well, I never have. And he's so wrong on this. This is so wrong. This I, I don't understand what the uh, the opposition to this is as a fan of football. Because the opposition is the top four teams are the top four teams in the country, and it's always been a big success. But if, if they are the top four teams in the country, why won't they? Then that means they won't have a problem beating. That's my one point. more and one more round. You hit the you hit the nail right on the head. If, if you're what's a top the problem four with team, Alabama playing one more game before the, the the top their their semifinal and their final? Correct. Totally agree. Take one. You know what? Take the Citadel off of Alabama's schedule. Take <laughs> Alabama Christian Abilene Community College off of Alabama's schedule, and they could play the extra game in the playoffs. Right. Come on. <laughs> the Citadel. The Citadel is on their freaking schedule every year. Yep. I mean, come on. The Citadel doesn't even have enough people to put a football team together. Those people are training to go remember, into the military. I do remember the Citadel one time. Was it? I can't remember. I think it was Clemson. Either way, it was last year or like two years ago where they were beating Clemson at half. Yes, they were. And then they blew it at, at yeah, that. Yeah, because then all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence said, okay, that's enough of this. This is insane. <laughs> but, oh, wait, hold on. This year, right, Alabama, ooh, you know, they got a tough one this year because, uh-huh. you know, they have to play Mercer. Mercer. Mercer did upset Duke in the NCAA tournament one year. I do That's that. basketball. This is football. I'm sure it's the same Mer- team. I'm Mercer. sure it's the same team that basketball and the football. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it might be. They're also playing New Mexico State. Mm. Right? I mean, wow. come on, dudes. Like, give me a break. Just give them the W and move on. Right? I remember last year, they played, um, oh, God, it was... Uh, WCU. I'm trying to remember what the heck it was. Like Western Western Carolina or something. I'm like, these aren't teams that should ever play Alabama. <laughs> ever. So It's yeah. the money grabs. It's the money grabs. All right. Well, I hope this passes. Thanks, and man. I you hope, got all fired up. I hope it's before I actually graduate college because this is aimed at like 2024, 2025. So you're not, you're can gonna, we move that up? You're going to be out of college by the time this Can we move that up, please? Yeah. So... Uh, moving on, let's talk NBA because we got some series to talk about. Uh, how about the Nuggets and the Nets? Or Nugget? I keep saying the Nuggets. And the, Nets. the Nuggets and the Suns. Because the Nuggets the are Nets. never going to play the Nets. No, not this year. The Nuggets and the Suns. Uh, game two the other night. It's over. And it's two zero Suns. It's over. I I said on our last episode we've had two games since our last episode. That doesn't happen often in the NBA. Yep. I thought we would only get through one, but two games since our last episode. The Suns. Struggled in the first game in the first half. They did. And then second half, I said that, you know, I really believed in them and they that they would kind of peel away, and they did in the second half of that game. They're- second game, dominated from start to finish, went up big early, and Chris Paul was unbelievable. 15 assists and 17 points. And zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. Zero turnovers, and he had 15 assists, and... The, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, the shoulder injury." He, everyone's leaving him open to, sh- for shoot, to yeah. shoot. Mm-hmm. And in the f- in the third and fourth quarter, he was just banging threes. Yeah, he's the whole team had seven turnovers. They do not turn the ball over. Uh-uh. You know, and you know what's amazing about this team is the scoring is coming from everyone. Oh yeah, I mean Booker at eighteen, Chris Paul had seventeen, Mikael Bridges had sixteen, Aiton had fifteen, Crowder had eleven, Craig had ten, Sarich had eight. I mean, Eton. Or what's his name? Um, what's his name? Uh, Cameron Payne had seven. Uh, Johnson had seven. Moore had seven. I mean, it just 
Even Frank Kaminsky came off the bench <laughs> and scored five. Like, I mean, they, they were putting all their scrubs in. So it was a embarrassment in terms of shutting Denver down. But it's, it's a little interesting because we've seen when someone doesn't step up from the Suns, like when Booker doesn't have a 30-point night and then it's not Aiton or it's not Chris Paul, We've sort of seen them kind of be vulnerable to some games, but the the Nuggets played so terrible and and offensively are just being sworn by the Suns because we forget that the Suns are really good defensively. Very, yeah. Very good defensively. And when Jay Crowder is has been locking down Michael Porter Jr. and Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. should really be nicknamed Michael Porter Kobe Jr. <laughs> because the dude doesn't pass. Mm-hmm. And dude, the 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 Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a stud and he, he has got a great shot and he is going to be a star one day if you know he's already a, a star and he looks my eyes. he looks hurt but he he's not hurt but there's something wrong with his back i'm telling you dude he just doesn't look right he he he's forcing shots uh he tries to be the hero but dude you one day you'll be the hero you got the mvp on your team mm-hmm. you know Jokic is you know has 20 points and only took 23 shots. That's not really what you want from the MVP. Uh, you know, 23 shots for a guy that there's not that much competition when with no Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. is your second best player. Where Porter Jr.'s got to get his shots, but Jokic needs to have 30 plus shots in a, in a game. And he, if he's not scoring 30 points, they have no chance. And he had he's been hold, held under 30. Well, the other problem under 25 yeah. in both games. The the, the other uh, you nailed that perfectly. I mean, Jokic hasn't scored 30. Porter hasn't scored 20 in either mm-hmm. game, right? I mean, they have just locked him down. And where the hell is Aaron Gordon? Six points? Six points? The best trade at the trade deadline. I mean, he, RJ he, Hampton <laughs> and Gary Harris. But, I mean, come on. I mean, he had six points in the game. I mean, he was he played much better in the first game. He had 18. But this game, he was terrible. I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, this, this series is over. I, I'm not... I'll say that Denver gets one, maybe, but I'm actually not 100% sure they will. I, this might be a sweep. But I, I, I'm just wondering, when do we officially just wrap everything up and we submit a Suns-Nets no, final? No, not so fast, man. Let's talk that's about Utah before we talk about the Suns uh, rolling into Brooklyn. <laughs> Utah just comes out game one and 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 shoots Throttles. a... Well, well, throttles. Well, in the second half. The shoots second. a zero... For an over in the first quarter, okay. over twenty through like seven or eight minutes, and they couldn't hit a shot. Yeah, Clippers don't really take advantage because they can't hit anything either. But they don't get they don't show an over. They're up like twenty to like two, but fifteen they, two. But, but there's a second half in a game, and then you know Utah crawls back and they're down ten a half. Like mm-hmm. they're still on ten, and I'm thinking is Utah you know crumbling under the pressure? Like they have just not been able to get to a Western Conference final and like. And get to the finals in in, in forever, mm-hmm. uh, w- like what's going on? And they just th- this this team shoots the three when they miss. They shoot the three when they make, and that's what's they, what makes them so great is that they come out in the second half and they don't shy away from shooting. They just keep shooting their threes and keep shooting. And Donovan Mitchell keeps shooting, mm-hmm. and Donovan Mitchell starts hitting, and you know they come all the way back down from down ten, and they start hitting their shots. And late game heroics by Donovan Mitchell, and he ends up with forty five. And, and steals that game from the Clippers, who didn't play all that great themselves, but they, you know, the, the Jazz were playing so bad, they, they just couldn't take advantage. And the Jazz, they couldn't they couldn't get far enough away from the Jazz to where they could end Correct. the game. Right. But 
If you watch the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell showed he is one of the best players all around. His he's just so smooth. He's got such a great shot. And I mean, when he starts getting a little confidence going, he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. There yes. is no I mean, you go ahead, put Kawhi on him. I still think he shoots over him and he shoots threes, no problem. Well, it's it's amazing to see when this team played the Grizzlies in game one and he wasn't on the floor, how they lost. Yeah. And then they came back and they won all four. And they came back and won all four. And now I, I fully expect them They're undefeated in the playoffs with Donovan Mitchell playing. Mm-hmm. And I fully expect them to still win, you know, to win the series. And I think that that right you know, right now the Clippers are just missing a huge chunk of offense from from Paul George. And when this when this team was constructed and, and Paul George and Kawhi went to the, the Clippers and the trade and the signing, th- this was supposed to be two of the best players in the NBA offensively and defensively. Yep. And Paul George still gives you everything he gets he, he got on, on defense. So one of the best perimeter defenders. Kawhi still is one of the best de- uh, perimeter defenders. And Kawhi is finally sh- starting to show up on offense because he wasn't doing that this season. He had an offseason. Off regular season, started the the first round kind of not really existent against Luca, and now he's starting to pick it up. He closed out Luca, and now he's starting to pick it up. But Paul George is just non-existent. You know, it's it's about they talk about the playoff the playoff P and the pandemic P, and that's all funny and jokes. But offensive Paul George hasn't existed. You in a Clippers uniform. You can't shoot four for 17 when you're supposedly a top 10 player in the league. Right. You just can't. And when you are out. But, it, but it's not it's not like he's having a bad night. This is who he's been sure. for two years. But he was thoroughly outplayed by his own teammate, Luke Kennard. Mm. Have you seen Luke Kennard since he played at Duke? I didn't even know he was still in the well, NBA. Well, Luke Kennard was a sharpshooter on the Pistons, and then he signed here in the offseason or got traded here in the offseason. I'm telling you, I know and you know everything about everything. I had no idea Luke Kennard was still in the league. Mm. I mean, I can't remember. Do you remember him at, at Duke? Of course I remember him at Duke. Good player at Duke. Great player, okay? It, it, on a, on a not-so-great Duke team. But this guy last night was shooting lights out. And he was the only thing keeping the Clippers in the game. And then Donovan Mitchell just said, screw this, man. My game, my win, my ball. Yeah. And he took his ball and he went home. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, this Utah Jazz team, not a lot of bench. Not a lot at all. I mean, other than Jordan Clarkson, there's no bench. But, man, the six of them are going to give the Suns everything they could possibly imagine. Yep. That is going to be, I, it might honestly be the most competitive series of the entire playoffs. Yeah. I cannot wait for that series. It is going seven. I am predicting it right now. I don't know who's going to win, but I'm predicting seven games. All right. Uh, what about the 76ers? Just to wrap that one, we talked about the Nets and the Bucks last time, but what about... The 76ers tying it up. I said that they I fully expect them to tie it up. Yeah. They showed out and they uh they just played as a team a lot better. They yeah. had a resurgence from Shake Milton who hasn't played in these playoffs. Yeah. Seth and he Curry comes off the bench. Seth Curry looks really good. He too. gives he gives them fourteen minute or fourteen points of fourteen minutes off the bench. Hit really clutch threes to extend their lead. And Embiid gives you forty. And they don't waste a forty point performance by Embiid, so Okay, that's so good. Two things that I saw in this game. Joel Embiid had a move that I just still cannot understand how a seven-foot player could have done this. He took the ball from the top right key, 
went right after the defender. The defender didn't move. He just kind of stuck his body in there. And he Euro-stepped to his left and then at, like moved in the air. He took the ball from his right hand to his left hand and laid it off with, up against the... the with, with a torn meniscus. Yeah, with a torn meniscus, laid it up, you know, banked it in, and then fell down to the ground. It was the coolest move I've ever seen. I would have thought it was a great move by Jordan. It was done by a seven-foot monster. And this is why Jokic is... The MVP, he, by no doubt this season, he's fantastic. He's a great passer. There is, Joel Embiid's the best center in the league. Oh, And I've said that before. I've said that before the season. Jokic is great. I said Jokic is probably going to win MVP this season, like midway through the season. When Embiid's having his great year before he was getting hurt. Honestly, is Jokic really a center? I mean, Uh, do you call him a center because he he, he jumps up for the the, the tip? But... (laughs) Look, the only thing that Embiid, or the only thing Embiid can't do as great as Jokic is the passing, because Jokic yeah. is one of a kind. Like, arguably, people call him the best passer center of all time. Yeah, of all time. Yeah, because he's a point guard, right? But <laughs> Embiid, the way he's able to play point guard, not in the passing as, aspect, but he can be a point guard, dribble it up the court. He has good handles. Mm-hmm. He can post you up. He can spin. He can euro step. He can shoot the he three. He can shoot the three. <laughs> he can shoot a mid range. He can shoot a fade. Like anything, he can do everything Jokic can do a little bit better, except passing. Yeah. So he is just incredible. And when he's doing this on a tournament, he's giving you forty and nine, playing thirty five minutes, and then Bing, Bing, Bing. The reason they win, Trey Young held under thirty points, held under twenty five points, only had twenty one. I'm telling you right now, if Trey Young. Trey Young, the magical number for for Trey Young and the Hawks is thirty points. If he can give yep. you thirty points, they have a chance to win. They have a chance to win. If he, I'm, I'm if they, it, I will be so surprised if Trey Young scores thirty in a game, and they and they uh, and they lose. And yeah, they, it, it, yeah and they lose. Well, first of all, or I'll say this: if the 76ers hold Trey Young under thirty points, I'll be surprised if the Hawks win a game like that. They won't because nobody else will score enough points. But that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this is the remedy. They held they held him to 21, and the 76ers should win. Although it was probably the best game I saw Gallinari play in five years. Oh yeah, he looked great. Yep. I mean, he was hitting threes like it was going out of style, and uh, and Kevin Herter, like I, I mean, he came off the bench and scored 20 points. Atlanta's an interesting team. I mean, yep. they are going to be really good in you know over the next couple of years. They they just they're not going to win this series. They're just not. Nope. No, I, I, Joel Embiid will enforce his will, and 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 if Seth Curry can shoot, you know, I, I mean, Seth Curry did, made his first five threes. It was like look, they're going to beat the Nets, or they're going to beat the Knicks in any you know, probably nine out of ten seven game series. Yeah. But when they play the Seventy Sixers or the Nets or the Bucks, like they need another star yep. to compete. Yep. And they don't have that other star next to Trey Young. Uh, they're 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 probably their best player. Other than Trey Young, all around is probably Collins or Capella, but they're not star players. Yeah. But I just think that they found their the you know, they they I think they met, they went into game one like let's play game one like we've been playing the season let, let, let's just you know let, let's just play it like we've been we played the first round we had no problem the first round playing the Wizards you know the Hawks don't play defense either just like the Wizards and we'll be fine we'll outscore them and then they're like. No, this Hawks team, when you don't prepare for them and you don't prepare for Trey Young, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty, they're pretty good. Yeah, and and now and they're playing. Doc Rivers came out and was like, "We're not going to mess around," and they have a game plan now. Yeah, we'll close that out. Yep. What about the Nets and the Bucks? I mean, do you think do you give the Bucks any chance? I mean, we're, hey, they, we're they, they just started the game as we're taping, you know, and the Bucks are already up a little bit. But do you give them any chance? 
when we wake up in the morning and say, or look, this this series could be three nothing or two one. I still think they have no chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because football has to play better. Yeah, and he will, and and I don't think it'll be a, a sweep. But this is five or six game series, and the Nets are going to win this series. They're not going to lose a series. But can the Nets win without Harden? Yeah, yeah, they can win. Can and the I don't, Nets win it all without Harden? Well, if they play the Suns without Harden, that's a it's a incredible series that all around the Suns now have a, have a better team mm-hmm. with Harden. I uh, just adding thirty points <laughs> that you just can't. that you just can't account for yeah. for the Suns. So. He's a big part in this series. The the, the Nets can do it. Mm-hmm. He, if he comes back in like game four or five, it's going to be a lot easier. But in the finals, he's going to need to come back, and he will. I don't think it's that bad. They're just taking their time. If this series gets tied up, he'll be back for game five. That's a yep. no brainer. But yep. they're doing what they need to do. How about we end this uh, episode off the hundredth episode with just recapping the hockey playoffs, the NHL playoffs, because three series are done. Three series are done. We have Montreal uh, sweeping Winnipeg. I, I can't. Craziness. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take on the winner of Colorado and Vegas, which there could be a winner by this uh, uh, late game t- as the tomorrow or yesterday. Um, we're we're kind of recording before, so I, I think I think, I think I, Colorado I, ties it up. I do too. I think that's a good, I so think maybe we'll have another seven. day of of waiting. Yep. Go but to game seven. Look, honestly, I really believe Montreal's great. And I, I'm rooting for them. Like I have no problem with them. But I think the realistic thing is they're going to run into Colorado or Vegas, and they're just a much better team. And one of those two teams will be in the Stanley Cup final. Yep. And then, I mean, if Vegas does it, just how about an incredible franchise start to the year? You go to the finals your first year. You go to the the conference final your second, and then this is you know, and then the, maybe they went into like the second round mm-hmm. or the conference final. Like I think it was, I think it was finals conference finals second round and now maybe back to the finals this year in like four years because i think they've been around i think this is their fourth year maybe it's their third but they've definitely been wait to did a, they, win, they didn't win the stanley cup no they lost to the capitals oh, oh yeah, that was yeah, the capitals yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah. but just an incredible start if they can get back to the finals again i mean they're gonna no it's a great franchise. it's crazy crazy but then on the east side or the other side i guess not the east you got the rematch you got the rematch of tampa and the islanders who i honestly i am how did the islanders not only make it this year, I don't remember them making it last year to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I don't remember that. It, listen, this and, te- li- and the Lightning take it in six. Look, I'll make this right now. Okay. The Islanders ain't getting to the Stanley Cup. Okay. The Lightning will take down this team in four or in, in, in five or six games, and, and it'll be all good night for the Islanders. See, you are... I, I think you're blinded by your hatred. Mm-hmm. Right, you have never given this Islander team its due, right? and I will never. I mean, Matt Barzal is one of the best players in the league, right? And you've got just a really strong team: Anders Lee and and Eberle and and Josh Bailey and I mean uh, Nick Letty. I mean, this is a really solid team, and they're getting great goaltending. And you from think Bar- they're going to? You think they're going to beat the Lightning? I, I think they're going to give the the Lightning everything they can handle. Now, do I think they can beat them? Yes. Do I think they're gonna beat them? No. Okay. But you, you don't tell me they don't have a chance. You didn't think they had a smoking chance to beat Boston. I didn't. And they manhandled Boston. Mm-hmm. Man, Boston got screwed by the refs and a lot of injuries. Screwed by the refs. When you take your stick and knock it into someone's teeth, it's a penalty. 
Even in the playoffs. Stanley Cup Finals, I have, right as of now, Tampa and I think Colorado ties it up, and then I think Vegas wins Game 7. So I'll take Tampa and Vegas, and finally Vegas wins a Stanley Cup. Ooh. I don't know. I I think, I still think Colorado's going to come back and win this series. And I think Colorado's going to go to the Stanley Cup. And I think it's going to be against Tampa Bay. And I think Tampa Bay is going to win it again. Nobody can score. Back to back? Nobody can score off Vasilevsky. It's ridiculous. He's so freaking good. It's unreal. And then, I mean, there's a stud on every line of Tampa Bay. Yep. And it's been for years. And it's like all ex-Rangers. Yep. (laughs) But, buddy, more importantly, I love you. I love doing this show with you. 100 100 episodes. episodes. I can't wait to say to everybody we've done 200 this time next year. And uh, even with you going to college, we're going to keep doing this. And I hope within the 200, the next 100 set of episodes that we do get Dak Prescott or LeBron James or even as small as a triple-A outfielder. Triple-A outfielder. Maybe Tebow could come Maybe on the show. Maybe Tim Tebow will be on the show. <laughs> you never know. Listen, with, with all these connections you're going to have at UCF, hey, right. you never know. Maybe. Or maybe you start getting with all the alumni. Mm. You know, all the athletes. Maybe Brandon come back. Marshall will be Brandon on. Brandon Marshall. Maybe you get Blake Bortles on the show. Maybe. Start A. Blake Bortles, starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Let's starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Are you willing to put money on that? Yeah. You think he's going to have the job over Week Jordan one. Love? Week one, Blake Bortles will start for the Green Bay Packers. Mark that down. Honestly, I, I hope to see it because it's just one step closer for the Cowboys making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll definitely help. <laughs> 